0: He oversees our intercessory prayer room on Sunday morning. So thank you both for all that you do for the ministry. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, now we want to honor our church board. So we're going to ask them to come forward. Charles Whitehead, Freddie Oxendine, Anthony Bethay, Molly Flowers, and Danny Holland. this group gets to make heavy decisions for the church so let's give them a hand we appreciate so much all they do thank you Charles I had my cards. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Molly and Chris, thank you so much. Y'all give them a big hand again, please.
1: Let well, for the pastors to come forward, please. On behalf of um, Norfolk Harvest Ministries and Board <laughs> I would like to present Pastor Tim
2: and Pastor Kim small token never heard we know where it's going <laughs> 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 Pastor Mrs. <laughs> please.
1: Uh, Pastor please. I know that your birthday that's a birthday card and a Ooh. token so let's all sing happy birthday to <laughs> Pastor Happy birthday to you. Woo! Happy birthday to you. Woo! Happy birthday Supernatural, uh, some super, what am I looking for? Super, super abundant Thanksgiving for this senior pastor and his wife. Thank you, and you may be seated. Thank you. I wanted to take just a moment to say um, a great big thank you to everyone who helped with Come See the Lamb. And just uh, out of curiosity I want you to raise your hand if you did not see the musical this year Come to the Lamb would you just raise your hand if you did not see the musical okay well I'm impressed I'm impressed because um, sometimes when we don't do it on Sunday morning in the past some of our church people have not come back for it and so I'm very impressed with the fact that so many of you saw it and um, I believe most of you who raised your hand were were, uh, guests or friends from away that have moved away and so forth and so we're delighted to see all of you here today and want to thank you for everyone who participated in the Come See the Lamb and in the Children's Musical but I wanted to especially say that as a result of that drama, musical drama, there were souls saved, uh, recommitments were made, uh, depressed spirits lifted so to God be all the glory. two nights of the presentation we expressed appreciation to the choir, to the cast, to all the extras, to the technicians and everybody who did such a fantastic job. But This morning I wanted to thank um, two groups of people, those who did the uh, child care for us during that time, Beth Chavis, Michaela Chavis, Taylor Lockler and Brooke White. Let's give them a big answer. 80 people and counting all the support groups and everything involved And how many of you, you know if you're going to keep that group happy you got to feed them and so, uh, so we had to feed them lunch on Sunday and, and uh, supper that night and then on Monday night as well and each night I intended to say something and I forgot but um, Amy Ellis Jacobs had volunteered to do that and she and several of her children helped back there uh, Lisa Grooms helped, and she put her husband to work back there as well. Pastor Kim helped, um, Jake Jacobs helped, and Sarah Williams helped. And so those were the main ones. But the, some other members um, helped with the clean up and serving and stuff. So we just want to say a great big thank you to them. Let's give them a big hand of appreciation. Now the following people uh, helped out with decorating. Um, and I'd just like them to stand if you don't mind, Ronald and Linda Jones, Sylvia Polston, Shelley Pinkley, um, Destiny, Sylvia's granddaughter helped out, Joshua Bullis, Michelle um, uh, Poole, Jim Albright, Andrew Albright, Freddie and Chris Oxidine, these were people who helped out with the um, decorations, and um, Wanda Albright, the girls who did the, the fellowship hall, so all of you stand up and let's give them a great big hand. I think our church looks a lot like Christmas, don't you? And I think it's done with an, a spirit of excellence, and it glorifies the Lord. But I just wanted to say just a quick little word about um, uh, Ronald and Linda. They just—they spearhead this, and they just really see it as a ministry not just something to do, but they they see it as a ministry. Lots of times, Linda comes up with these great ideas and Ronald has to do all the work. (laughs) But, uh, But all that beautiful stable and with the nativity scene figurines in it, Ronald built that and they're always so cost conscious. They shop for good deals and stuff and I think he built that stable for 38 bucks and they donated the nativity figurines inside. So can we give them thanks for that? And just a simple little example of how Linda sees it as a ministry and just really prays over all the decisions and things. A couple of Sundays ago, she was unable to be in church and um, she desperately felt like the children needed a snow, snowman Christmas tree. Now, if you haven't, don't have children, you may not have even gone over into this wing. Do yourself a favor this Sunday or next Sunday. Go through there. It's absolutely beautiful. The children's church is amazing and she said she just wanted the children to come in and think wow we're special Jesus is special celebrating his birthday special and we're special and they certainly succeeded in that but then she decided she needed a snowman Christmas tree in there and in order to do that she needed a flocked Christmas tree and that's if you don't know like I did not know that's the kind that looks like it has snow on the branches So that she was unable to be at church that morning so she got on the computer trying to find a flocked Christmas tree they were very expensive and she couldn't find what she wanted and she said this still small voice said Linda uh, get off the computer I've got this so she cut off the computer started listening to the live streaming and got her bible down and started um, reading the word and within just a few minutes her neighbor called and said Linda I saw on Facebook where you need a flawed Christmas tree for children's church you can use mine <laughs> and so that just shows you that what the word says that everything you do do it is unto the Lord and do it with all your might do it in the spirit of excellence so we just want to give God praise for everybody and every aspect, everything you did. A lot, of, a lot of extra work this year. Due to my not planning properly, the men had to move those risers about four or five times. And I know that wasn't easy, so I just want to say a great big thank you to the men, and I promise you that will not happen again. All right, are you ready to worship the Lord is so? Let's stand, priests of praise are coming. Let's stand together as they come and take their places.
3: Hallelujah Revelations 19 Verse 1, 4, 6 and 7 Declares I heard What sounded like a great, Like a roar of a great multitude In heaven shouting Hallelujah Salvation and honor And power belongs to our God Then The 24 elders And the 4 living creatures Fell down and worship God who was seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen. Hallelujah. Again, I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty reigns, let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory. Hallelujah. Let us praise the Lord. Amen.
4: my words for sure. I've got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? And I could sing
1: test and say, oh hallelujah, Uh, it is using the Lord's name in vain because hallelujah comes from two words, meaning to praise Him and Jah meaning God. It is that, it's called the highest praise and it's enthroned in all of its glory in Handel's hallelujah chorus. First premiered in 1742, it is timeless because our God is eternal and worthy of all of our praise.
0: Give that choir another big hand. That was beautiful. 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 Well, have you enjoyed our celebration service so far this morning? It's been wonderful, hasn't it? Yes. We just want to welcome you again to Northview Harvest Ministries. We are so glad to see all of you. We're happy to see our faith family and we're happy to see any guests that we have today. And if you're a first time attender, if you look on the back of your bulletin, there's a form that says first time here. It's perforated, you just pull it off, and you fill it out, and at the end of service, when you go out these doors to the right, there's a welcome center, and we'll have some care ministry teams out there to greet you, we have a gift for you, so we hope that you will take advantage of that. There's information about the ministry so please, if you brought somebody with you, make sure they go to the Welcome Center this morning. We want to bless you with that. We want to give a big welcome to our internet audience today. Can y'all give them a big hand? Our congregation online. Yes, yeah, thank you for being here. Um, make sure that you read your bulletin. We have lots of good things going on here at Northview. We don't want you to miss anything. Um, this week we will have no Wednesday night service. No classes, nothing. So. This week, Wednesday, you enjoy your family, finish your Christmas shopping, do your traveling, whatever you need to do. We will not have service Wednesday night, but Sunday morning on Christmas Day, the day we celebrate Jesus' birthday, we will be having a one-hour service. So we will go from 11 to 12 on Sunday morning. So we ask that you come and join us to celebrate Jesus' birthday. It will just be a great time together, just a short time, and then you can get back to your festivities. So we hope that you will join us. So who's ready to give this morning? Yes, yes. After all that celebrating, we should be ready, right? So if you need a tithing envelope, we're going to ask you to raise your hand. Our ushers will hand one to you. While they're doing that, I do want to thank all of you that give online. We appreciate it so much. There are different ways, as you can look at the screens behind me, We give you different ways to give, options to give online, to give through PushPay, our website, you can mail it in, you can bring it by the office, Um, but we thank you so much for all of those that give and the ways that you give. We appreciate it so much. Did everyone get a tithing envelope that needed one? Okay, we're going to ask our ushers to come forward as you prepare if you're going to give in-house today. We're going to ask you to stand as they come. This is a beautiful, beautiful Christmas season, the wonder of just Jesus coming, and we know that he's coming again, so we ask that you just give in that cheerful spirit and that spirit of knowing that God gave his only son the best gift we could ever have. Amen? Y'all come forward.
2: Lord, everybody. You can go ahead and pull me down a good bit, buddy. Thank you, sir. The Lord is good all the time. And all the time He is very, 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 very good. Amen. We're grateful today for your giving, your honoring the Lord, your obedience, the stewardship of what God has blessed you with to honor him, to give to him, return to him his tithe and to give of the offerings. And you may have heard this old cliche saying before, but I'm going to say it today. People, you cannot outgive God. Not only will he make your provision, but he will make ways of opportunity and favor come your way that you cannot put a price tag on. He will bless you, he will bless your seed, your children and your children's children. In fact, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, a lot of people think God is a mean God, that he's just waiting to pounce on somebody and throw lightning bolts. Well, he is a just God, y'all. The Bible tells us he visits the sins of the fathers to the third and the fourth generation. But he visits the children of the righteous to a thousand generations. That shows you where God's priority is at. That's where his heart's really at. He wants to bless people. So Father, today we speak over this offering We pray over it, we release our faith into it. And we pray that you would, Lord God, peel back heaven and pour out blessings that these people are not able to contain. We pray nothing more, nothing less than you do what you said already, God, that you would rebuke the devourer. Throat punch him, shut him up, get him out of the way sickness, infirmity, lack, recession. Get that junk out of our path because we are walking as a people who our heads are anointed with oil from heaven and our cups run over. There is no lack. There is no lack, but there is abundance, superfluous overflow coming our way from the great and mighty God, the creator, the king of the universe we honor him today with this tithe and this offering in Jesus name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen, give the Lord a praise, would you? Now if you would, I want you to look to your right hand, to your left hand, and would you just let two or three people let, let them know that you are glad to see them today and you are so glad to be sitting this close to somebody as amazing as they are today. If you gotta look behind you and do that, go for it. If you gotta look in front of you, go for it. Let somebody be encouraged by your presence today. Let somebody be encouraged by the words of your mouth today. Amen. In fact, we believe in our confessions. We believe in the word of our mouth. Proverbs 13, two, a man shall eat good by the fruit of his lips. Proverbs eighteen twenty one: death and life are in the power of the tongue. Keep your mouth. I was just reading this, uh, when was it? Yesterday, I believe it was in Psalm 17, that the psalmist said, was praying. Psalm 17 is almost a complete prayer to God. And he said, God, keep my mouth. Mm -hmm. How many of you know if you can keep your mouth straight, you'd keep yourself out of a whole lot of situations? How many of you raised any children, raised your kids in here? How many of y'all raised them through the teen years? How many of y'all getting through the teen years? I saw your hand go up just a minute ago. I love the McKenzie household. Bentley and Balen, those sweet little innocent baby children. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I remember that my son, our, our baby son, and his wife are here today. We're glad to have Jordan and Kate. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, maybe not as much as his uh, older brother and his sister, but plenty of times I told them, Your mouth's going to get you in a lot of trouble. How many of you ever let those words come out of your mouth towards your seed, yeah? Plenty of times I'd stand there looking at one of them and saying, I am trying to save you from some lumps and some bumps in life that I have already had. I'm just trying to protect you, and they still, Lord, guard our mouth. We speak life. So with that in mind, let's make our faith statement today. Would you shout it with me, like you mean it? Because
4: we are sword drawn, word ready, purpose filled. We will not be denied. And in Jesus' name, we will give everything. Not
2: somehow, but somehow. Let me hear somebody say that last part one more time. Not somehow. Holy Father, we come before you again in prayer today. This is your house. It's a house of worship. It is a house of prayer. God, we're one week away from Christmas Day, and we celebrate the birth of Jesus. I don't care what day they say specifically or scientifically, try to prove or Generally, what season of the year that he was not born in this season, I don't care about that. What I care about is we can corporately agree together that you came, and we celebrate that fact, and that we can corporately agree together you're coming again, and I'm celebrating that fact today. Lord, bless your people. May your kingdom come, and your will be done through our lives. May souls be saved. May we plunder hell and populate heaven. Hashakodabase. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. <clears throat> I'm in a pickle today. The reason I'm in a pickle is not because I'm in trouble with my wife. I stay in trouble with my wife. (laughs) I'm in a pickle because I've got two things in my heart that I really want to preach today. But I can only do one. So would you take a moment. And would you just ask the Holy Spirit to speak clearly to me right now? Would you take a moment and pray for me? messages that I feel like the Lord has deposited in my heart. Or time sensitive and time conscious to where we are today right now. Even one with all that we've done in honoring our seniors and honoring those who volunteer, give their times, their gifts, their talents, their energy, their funds to make this great ministry what it is because I can tell you what folks what makes Northview Harvest Ministries is not a Tim and Kim Hodge it's not a Kenneth and Joyce Blease. what makes Northview Harvest Ministries as potent as it is is because there is a group of people here who are hungry yielded and seeking deeper things from God I'm going to preach the heavier of the two messages today. Some of you, this may not mean anything to you, but there's somebody either in this room or somebody out in the world on the world wide web that I need to speak to. So I'm just going to delve into it, if you will allow me. I had no idea, I've never had this thought before and while I was sitting down yesterday and typing from weeks of notes this just kind of morphed out of nowhere and by the time I got through typing the notes on this I was like this has nothing to do with what I started out on and then I realized I had two completely different messages from the Lord here. I'm going to give the one today that will probably be the most unpopular, but the one that needs to be heard the most. So if you'll give me just a few minutes, I want to share this with you that I feel like the Lord gave me and it is entitled Christmas in Hell. Hell. There's a place we don't hear much about in churches anymore. We've tried to become so seeker sensitive. And even we go to all these church growth and church seminars and church planning this and mega church this and mega church that. And then we go and they tell us to have, that we have to pick our demographic target, that if you don't have a demographic target, if we brought one of these specialists in here and they did a if they did a study of Northview, they would set us down, they would set me down, they would set our board down, our board of directors, and they would say, What is your demographic target? Who are you after specifically? Because in the concept of today, if you're trying to do the scientific church growth thing, the world's way, you've got to have a demographic target. Are you targeting young white millennials? Or are you targeting non-white millennials? Or are you just targeting millennials? Or are you targeting this person or this age group or this ethnicity or whatever? Well, folks, let me go ahead and draw the line here today and let you know something. As we're getting ready to go into 2023, let me tell you who our demographic, are you ready? This is our demographic target group. Are you ready? If you're drawing breath, you're in our demographic target group. We're not drawing lines, we're not catering to one group and and drawing a line of alienation to another group. So let me tell you something, if you're young or not so young, you're in our target group. If you're male or female, you're in our target group. Now you can only be one of those. If you're struggling with that, you can still be in our target group and we'll help you through that struggle, but you only gonna be one of those. We'll love you and walk with you right through it all. Come on, somebody. Red, yellow, black, white, you're in our target group. Rich, poor, you're in our target group. Educated, non-educated, you're in our target group. Weak or strong, you're in our target group. Those who have it all together, and those who have fallen apart, you're in our target group. Those currently overcoming situations or addictions, or, and those who have been long time testimony carriers of those who overcame something by God's grace, you're in our target group. If you're an upbeat or a deadbeat, you're in our target group. Those living in 8,000 square foot homes or those who are homeless, you're in our target group. Those who are debt free and those who are drowning in debt, you are in our target group. From the wealthy to the unemployed, from the hurting to the whole, you are in our target group. Flesh and blood, if you're drawing air in here today, folks, you need Jesus. I don't know how in the world I got onto this thing about Christmas and hell but somehow the Lord spoke to me yesterday in my office as I was sitting at my computer with my notes from my journal that I was taking the pieces here and there, the pieces and putting it all together and all of a sudden I found myself on this track that I'm like, man, this is something from God. I cannot dismiss this. This is a bigger thought than my little finite mind can come up with. Let me tell you today, folks, hell is a reality. I'm gonna say that again, hell is a reality. People don't wanna talk about hell, but let me tell you something, if you study the Bible, Jesus talked a whole lot about hell. And in fact, he described it as a place called Gehenna. And in Gehenna, it was a trash heap. It was a trash dump outside the city of uh, Jerusalem. They didn't have all the fancy heavy equipment and all the, uh, land. what is that? When you take stuff to the landfill, They didn't have all the scientific understanding that you can turn it over and bulldoze it and get it buried and do all this stuff. Now let me tell you what they did back then. They took dead bodies of animals, unclaimed dead bodies of humans, all the refuse, all the rotting food, all the rotting fruit, all everything. They just dumped it out there in Gehenna. It stank, it smelled up high heavens, it smelled like death. They would keep, somebody would keep going out there putting flammable stuff on it to burn it. They would have to go out there and stoke it, dead stuff falling apart, maggots and bugs. And Can you imagine the stench, the smell? the smoke, all of this stuff. Jesus said if you wanna see a picture of hell, stand out there by Gehenna in the valley of Gehenna and you'll get a good representation of what hell is like. So I want you to say this with me. Say it's dark, it's, dark. it's, hot, it's hot, it's burning. It's not just hot like a 100 degrees out in the sunshine y'all. Jesus said "There, it, there are flames there. As much as there were maggots in Gehenna, Jesus said in hell, there are worms that will eat away at people's flesh for eternity that do not die. It's dark. So when you hear... Uh, Leonard Skinner or ACDC start singing about singing about, uh, you know, hell's bells or singing about going to hell and having a party. Let me tell you something, folks. In hell, partying is the last thing that's gonna be on anybody's mind because in hell, it's pitch black. It stinks like burning flesh. It stinks like sulfur. There are people, can you imagine billions of people in hell screaming out in the most horrific agony. There ain't no partying going on down there, y'all. Amen. Hell is for real, and I'm gonna tell you right now. You better hear me well. You do not avoid hell by being nice or being good. Right. Amen. 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 Come on. Caitlyn Jenner, A.K.A. Bruce Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner, before he got surgically made into Caitlin well let me tell you something his chromosomes still declare him to be Bruce because God was not confused at Bruce's conception but Bruce said in an interview or Caitlin said somebody was asking them about heaven and he said when I get to the gates of heaven I want to look at God and I want God to say you did good Let me tell you something, folks, doing good doesn't even get you up to the gate. Jesus said that your name must be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the baby wrapped in a manger that came through a virgin womb that lived 33 pure, holy, sinless years, the one that we have saying worthy and holy about today. He died on a cross, not so you could be good, he died so that you could be saved. And he is the only way. In fact, he said, I am the way, not a way, not one of the ways, he said, I am the way the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father except by me. Now, you better hear me today. Some of you younger folk in here, you teenagers, you're probably sitting here thinking, well, he's talking to the old folk up in this room. He's talking to them folk with gray hair on their beards and on their head. But let me tell you something. Death does not check the year you were born when it comes calling. And we've got people in this church today that have family members that are young in age that are fighting for their life from wrecks and such right now. Don't you dare think that you are too young to die. And don't you dare think just because you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old that God's going to go easy on you just because you're young. No, let me tell you something. God's not checking your ID for what year you were born either. God's checking your ID to see if at the age of 13 or 17 what you've done with Jesus Christ, his son. So listen to me folks, some people are gonna say, Pastor Tim, you're, you're being harsh today. Folks, I'm not being harsh. I need to tell you, hell is a reality. And the scariest thing is I sat down here praying, Lord, which way do I go today? The scariest thing on my mind would be this. It would be that one day, you're gonna stand before God and God would call me up as a witness because God is about to tell you because you didn't choose him, God is about to tell you where you're gonna have to go for eternity. And the scariest thought on my mind would be for you to look at me with horror in your eyes and and scream to me, Pastor Tim, why didn't you tell me? That scares me. It scares me that Almighty God spoke to the prophet Ezekiel and he said, if a righteous man does this sin and you don't correct him, then the righteous man will die in his sin. But God told the prophet, I will require his blood on your hands. I don't want to stand before God with anything between me and him except the blood of Jesus Christ. I love you enough today to tell you, I love you enough today to scare the hell out of you. You can say, Pastor Tim, you're just preaching some scary mess just trying to get somebody saved. If that's what it takes to get you saved, I'll do whatever it takes. Because see, I've studied the book and I know hell is a reality. So I'm just not up here thumping a Bible and saying you're going to hell if you don't repent. You better hear my heart. You better hear my voice. These tears are real. I don't want anybody either under the sound of my voice or anybody that's going to watch this. I don't want anybody to have to see hell is for real. All of the things I told you that Jesus said about Gehenna, it's going to be a place that all these things are going to be real to a person's sensory perceptions and they will be picked up on. In hell, people are going to feel these worms eating away at their flesh. In hell, people are going to be caught up. They're going to feel trapped and engulfed and suffocating in this unknown darkness that you'll never feel here on the earth, this raging fire that you may not be able to see it, but it is burning away at your flesh, the piercing screams from billions of people. Take your most horrific thoughts that you can muster from what I've told you thus far and multiply that by a zillion times and you will be close to understanding hell. There are three mental anguishes of hell. Listen to me. First will be the mental resignation that this is forever and even beyond forever. That hell is eternal. Second, there's going to be the constant sense of being alone. Yes, there will be billions of people in hell, but in the horror, the agony, the flames, the darkness, the smoke, People will constantly be hitting and bumping into one another who like themselves are writhing in this inexplicable pain. Especially in hell, people will realize that they are eternally separated from God and from everyone who ever loved them and everyone they ever loved. They are isolated forever and they are again cut off from God. And listen to me, thirdly, and probably the highest level of mental torment a person will experience in hell is going to be this. Are you ready for this? God didn't put you there. You put yourself there. What will land a person in hell and probably won't be one of the most tormenting mental things in hell apart from the pain, the physical pain that is felt. But this mental pain can become real, folks. And it'll be this. It was that person's denial of God's love and grace that caused them to be cast into this place of damnation. Hear me, here's Christmas in hell. Here it is, are you ready? Every person in hell will be plagued in their mind that they place themselves in this eternal place of punishment. Listen to me, they rejected God's son. Every Christmas, they heard Christmas carols, about the baby in the manger. How many times did people in hell, how many times did they hear the words read from the book of Luke chapter two in the Christmas story when the angel said to the shepherds, unto you is born in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. You may say today, we Americans, we've heard that so many times that we become callous to it. But when you are in hell and those words are being recited to yourself and you realize that that Savior came for you, what the angel said 2,000 years ago was real, but you denied God, in fact, you sp. Is that in the darkness, the fire, the burning, the torment, the screams. Folks, let me tell you something. There is Christmas in hell and it's in people's memories. How many times in hell have people recalled manger scenes with the baby, the sweet baby Jesus? How many times in hell have people recited the words to silent night? Silent night. Holy night. Anybody know the rest of the words? All is calm. All is bright. What is the next words? Holy infant, so tender. You see, in hell in hell and all of the torments and all of the anguish and all of the horror when you start singing that song in your mind and you realize that was a holy child that there has never been before nor since a child like him conceived of in a, in a virgin's womb by the Holy Spirit because he was God's own son sent down here to live and at the age of 33 he died on a cross his body ripped to shreds nailed there and he died died as our sacrifice he died gave his life and shed his blood to give you and me hope and life so that we would not have to endure hell so that we would not have to fear death he came to give us life and to give us life more abundantly hallelujah I wonder if I got anybody saved in here today that you are glad he came Wonder how many times Christmas in hell takes place with somebody in the midst of their screaming, their agony, their anguish, and their horror. They start singing, Oh, holy night! Oh, night! Oh, night divine. You know what that means? It means God inspired the transactions of that night god inspired the transactions that his son would come through that virgin womb Oh, night divine yes i believe there is christmas in hell what about the song mary did you know what about the old hymn carol away in a manger the little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head and let me tell you something folks in hell the light bulb in the midst of that darkness the light bulb the realization is going to come on that that was the little Lord Jesus, And every person in hell is going to have the realization that they continually said no, no, no to that little baby. And that adult, glorified, resurrected one who gave his life on the cross and rose again on the third day they're gonna realize he was Lord. But how many of you would agree today, probably, that we Americans, we've heard that so much and so many times we become callous to it. That we catch ourselves riding down the road with Christmas music on and we in September telling our friends, I can't wait till Christmas music comes on. And it comes on and we've heard it, we become so familiar with it that it's lost its true beauty. It's true awe. It's true draw to worship. And I'm talking about Christians right now. Then no wonder. For the forever residents of hell, year after year after year after year, this good news was played out before them every Christmas. God had sent his son. Why? Those words of John 3.16 will haunt people in hell. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The residents of hell will relive how every Christmas they heard it and they saw it. The gospel of Jesus Christ. But the partying and the booze was more important than the baby. The Santa Clauses and the presents were more important than the baby. The lifestyles were more important than the baby. Every action and every life choice spat in the face of the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and said, I choose the things and the stuff of this world over you, little baby, in a manger. You came for nothing, little baby. I refuse your salvation. I refuse your love. I embrace the temporal, temporary pleasures of sin before I choose you and your eternal love and salvation. And every person under the sound of my voice would say, I've never said that to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, you have, because your actions have spoken louder than your words. I don't know about anybody else today, but I am here to tell you I am so glad that I know the baby in the manger as my personal Lord and Savior. I am so glad that 33 years later after Mary wrapped him in those swaddling clothes, I am so glad that that same Mary, that same mama wrapped him in grave clothes. Come on, somebody. Because on that cross, he surely gave his life, shed his blood to wash me white as snow and to redeem me from the curse of the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. And I am so glad that when they wrapped him in grave clothes, come on somebody, they didn't have to go buy a grave plot. They didn't have to go buy a tomb. They just needed to borrow one. Because you know what? When you only need it for three days, why make the Come on, hallelujah, and three days later just like he said, three days later just like he said, he rose again. He's alive and well. He still saves, he still heals, he still delivers, he still gives hope. He still gives peace. Come on, somebody. He can still take the broken pieces of a human heart or the broken pieces of a marriage or the broken pieces of a dream and he can put them back together again and they'll be better than they ever were before. You know why? Because he is still the Christ. He is still the King of glory. And I don't know about anybody else in here. I can't help those who are having Christmas in hell, but I can tell you today that if your name is not written in heaven you're going to join those one day but today on December the 18th, 2022 I stand in the gap for you I will step between you and I will step between hell and I will beg you plead you, implore you accept receive give your life to the baby in the manger. Everyone stand with me, would you? I want all I want all I know where to head up here. I need all the ministers. I need all the pastors, I need all my elders, I need my deacons, I need the board of directors, I need everybody to come up here and I need you to gather along the front, I need you to turn around and face this congregation because we are about to ask people to come and pray and accept the life of Jesus. I am going to ask people to come and to pray I am asking you, my God, I feel this as an urgency, y'all. I'm asking somebody to dodge hell and to gain heaven with a God who loved you and gave himself for you. So I want you to look here, we're not doing any of that little hand raised, head bowed, eye closed thing today. We're not doing that. That's not getting it. Jesus died for you publicly on a cross. He was shamed on that cross for you, for me. So you know what? We need to publicly embrace him as our Lord and Savior. Who in here right now, you can say, Pastor Tim, the words you've said scared me a little bit. You can say, Pastor Tim, the words you've said have stung my heart you are telling the truth, you're talking to me I am a sinner in need of a savior I don't want to go to hell I don't want to spit in the face of the baby anymore I want to embrace the baby I want to embrace that night divine when God sent his son if you're in this room right now I need you right now to step out of your seat and come up here right now there are people up here waiting to pray for you i know there are people all over this room right now i've seen it in your eyes while i've been preaching you know you are not where you need to be with god come Come, those of you online right now, we're gonna pray in just a little bit, but you need to go ahead and get your heart ready. You need to go ahead and prep your mind. We're gonna pray and we're gonna change your forever. We're gonna change your eternity in the name of Jesus right now. Come on, sir, come on, ma'am. My brother, come on, it's time for you to step out. It's time for you to change the course that you've been living. You're a good guy, but you're not, the good is not good enough. Come on, ma'am the Holy Spirit is imploring and pleading, he's pleading with you I need somebody to look at your neighbor right now if you're saved I need you to look at your neighbor and say if you need to go down there for prayer I'll go with you come on just tell them right now if you need to go down there I'll go with you hallelujah hallelujah Come on, maybe some of you used to be on fire for God, but you know that fire's gone out. You know it's nothing but a little ember left. Come on, let's stoke that fire today. Come on, man. Come on, man. There's people all over in this room today. Come on sir, come on ma'am. I know there are people in this room. I know what the Holy Ghost said. I know he's calling right now. I know he's calling right now. I said, Pray, saints of God. I don't want anybody to be in hell and see my face. I want you to be in heaven. And when I see you, I want you to say, Pastor Tim, on December the 18th, my forever changed. Come on, sir. I know there's two men in here right now, at least two men. You need to come to Jesus today. You need to come. He loves you. So wonderful. So today if we've got any born again children of God listen I can't think of a better present the Sunday before Christmas I can't think of a better present than for you to come down to this altar and for you to look up to heaven for you to come to some of these folks that are down here and say I want you to pray with me I just want to get closer to God I want more of Jesus I want Jesus to have more of me I can't think of a better I can't think of a better present for you to give to Jesus for his birthday, that more of you. Come on, some of you come on down here and let these folk pray with y'all today. Come on. Yes. We come to present ourselves fresh to the Lord today. I pray nobody in this building ever have a Christmas in hell. Jesus.
5: Christian, a message like this will certainly make you check your heart and be sure that everything's right between you and God. I appreciate this message. You don't hear this often. We hear a lot of different types and styles of messages, and and all of them are good, but there comes a time... With there needs to be a message like this to make, make us search our hearts. And if you didn't yield to that today, and you felt something tugging away at you, and you did not yield to the Lord, friend, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes for your socks. I'll tell you that right now. It'd it, it make a Christian I've been a Christian for years. It made me want to search my heart and, Lord, is everything all right in my heart, and my life? If you haven't done that, you need to do it. Thank you for being here today. It's been good to be together and let this message and this service burn in your heart and in your life. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being here in this service today. God, those that you were dealing with, I pray that you would help them to realize this is very serious. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your presence in this service. Bless your people. Go with them. Keep your hand on them. And give them a good day. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. God bless you.